and welcome to the Afterspark Podcast, an episode-by-episode recap of the Generation 1 Transformers cartoon. I'm Els. And I'm Specs. And today, we're going to be talking about episode number 64, Aerial Assault. Let's talk about giant robots today, shall we? Oh boy, we definitely will. Also, disclaimer, um, if you hear jingling in the background, it's because I didn't have the heart to move my kitty. She's, like, sleeping behind us, and, uh... Unfortunately, I know from experience that their collar bells get picked up really loud, really badly. So, uh, sorry. She's an angel. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Well, she's an angel with the devil's horns or whatever. She, she's an angel when she's asleep and I don't have the heart to move her. Yeah. But today on definitely not Aladdin and the Giant Purple People Eater. We open on a Middle Eastern bazaar complete with a silver-tongued rug salesman. When a man riding an ox, irresponsibly mind you, comes through the gates pulling a dilapidated car behind him. This poor animal who's carrying a man and pulling a car and the, the guy is sitting pretty far back on the oxen's back, putting more pressure on its spine than is necessary, like... She, he should be sitting up near the shoulders. I will digress. <laughs> the man on the ox asks another nearby man if he can fix the, you know, dilapidated car he's pulled in. To which the man responds, No problem, after banging on the car, knocking a bit off, and throwing a thumbs up. <laughs> and then he sees a kid in the background and chases him down because the kid has stolen a tire. The teenager offers to help fix the car as payment for the tire, but the man is not okay with this and takes the wheel back. Yep, and and then he hurls the wheel at the retreating teenager, who avoids it and, well, it lands in a pile of garbage. Uh, The boy then picks it up and takes it anyway while the man walks off, so I'm not sure what that accomplished. You threw it at me, now it's mine. Also, the kid is voiced by Mona Marshall, or Aaron, the alien child from an earlier Transformers episode. However... I will proceed to be entirely incapable of hearing Izzy from Digimon for the rest of this episode. <laughs> well, hearing anyone but Izzy. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm just like, Izzy, you get out of that boy right now. <laughs> the kid will later introduce himself as Hassan. Though up until about the midpoint of the episode, we don't actually know his name. But, you know, in the interest of not calling him the boy or the teenager for several minutes, that's his name. <laughs> yeah. A man driving a strangely familiar jeep pulls up and orders a bunch of men just sitting around to load up the parts into a waiting truck. Hassan is fixing up a motorcycle while also keeping an eye on the group of men loading parts before being caught by them, basically. This is just such a weird situation. (laughs) You're not wrong. Violence is threatened upon him by the group's leader, Ali, if he's caught spying on them again. We then transition to the aerial bots flying overhead, who are apparently investigating why so many aircraft have been disappearing in this area. They're busy doing some reconnaissance. And then the aerial bots receive a mayday call from someone stuck under an avalanche. In the desert! (laughs) That's not an avalanche. That's a rock slide. Avalanches involve snow. This is the hill I'll die on, apparently. (laughs) We're in agreement on this, though. I don't care enough to die on this hill. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) But I'm just like... These are all rocks! One of them makes a comment about how this canyon is the perfect place for an ambush. Then, because they spoke of the devil, the devil has appeared. The devil in this case being the Combaticons and Dirge ambushing them from underneath the rocks. Oh, good times are not had by all. (laughs) 
Onslaught radios Blast off to ask where he is. Blast off arrives with a confident on my way to a turkey shoot. Isn't that right, turkey? Before shooting at Slingshot and causing a rock slide that traps him in a cave. Yeah. Also, just so you guys know, the aerial bots are the bane of our goddamn existence. They all look the fucking same in vehicle mode. And it is taking a very liberal usage of the TF wiki in an effort to correctly identify them. Yeah, like, Silverbolt, I know, no problem. I can even identify Slingshot and the other three. Like, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> I, I can't tell... I can't remember their names. I thought Fireflight was the one with the kitty ears, and he isn't. And I'm generally the one who knows all the names. I can tell the Constructicons apart, but not these guys. Yeah, it gets worse where some of them, like, the their, like, main bodies and their bot modes are actually a different color than kind of their main oh, body mode. in the vehicle mode, and so that was not helping. Yeah. But if we say the wrong one, that's probably why. And we're sorry. We we did try. We beg your indulgence for our robot name related crimes. Onslaught celebrates their victory, at least until Optimus shows up with his posse. Said posse being Hoist, Jazz, and Ratchet. Which we took a moment when we were watching this and we're like, is that actually Ratchet or are you Ironhide again? Yeah, they keep miscoloring them and it's like... Is it the correct person today? And it was actually Ratchet, it being Ratchet's relevant to the plot. So we feel very confident. Yes, this is supposed to be Ratchet today. Mm-hmm. Air Raid shoots down Vortex and then Onslaught calls a retreat. Silverbolt says to leave them as Slingshot needs rescuing. We can't just leave him in Grumpy Jet timeout. Can't we though? Then I'll only have to keep track of four of them instead of five. Unfortunately, it removes one of the ones I can actually identify. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Skydive lands and says that getting him out will be an interesting problem in engineering. Which leads to an interesting cut to a doorpost and lintel um, made out of Autobots. Optimus and Silverbolt are holding Skydive up to form an arch holding up the rocks. This just beggar's belief. I mean, wouldn't it have been easier to just start from the top and move the rocks? How did they How did they do this? The only thing I'll say is that Hoist does actually pull Slingshot out, both of them in vehicle mode, so maybe they're like, we need a flat surface for them to drive on. Yeah. But, I don't know. Anyway, after they're pulled out, uh, the ro a rock collapses on top of Skydive. <laughs> yep, it's basically like they just kind of let Skydive go, and then they've got to dig him out. <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> to clarify, he's fine. So Slingshot is being towed the entire time, and he complains about all the bumps in the road as the group heads to a plane hangar so Ratchet can do some repairs. Ratchet is able to mostly repair him, but he needs a console for he from headquarters to actually get Slingshot's weapons online. I have many questions, but not about Ratchet's bedside manner. Ratchet has such a good bedside manner. In this house, we respect all, or at least most, um, not Shattered Glass, Ratchets. <laughs> <laughs> Any Ratchet but Shattered Glass. Pretty ratchet. much. <laughs> Skydive volunteers to pretend to be a normal plane to see if he himself will be stolen, as aircraft have also been disappearing from this base. Slingshot decides to join in on the ruse, since he's still a bit shaky about flying after being repaired anyway. Yep. Air Raid teases the two about their vacation, in quotation marks, before the others head off. Skydive and Slingshot are disassembled by the plane members. With the most patently bizarre smuggling routine I've seen. 
the, the plane nappers take the planes apart and then they put them in absurdly large carts and then cover it with laundry. Which sounds maybe semi-reasonable in theory, but some of the parts would be so huge and heavy that it's completely ridiculous in practice. This show repeatedly, for whatever reason, underestimates how big planes actually are. Yep, we had to look it up. But also just, why is the laundry coming out of the plane hangers? So it's implied, I think it's implied this is a military base. Yes. So I imagine they're like, oh, we're taking the laundry. I don't know why it would be coming out of the plane hanger, but I assume that maybe if they're doing it in the middle of the night, it's just anybody that would see them be like, oh, they're taking the laundry away to be done. I don't know. It's, it's specifically the plane hanger thing that's <laughs> bothering me. That's like, fair. It makes sense that there would be a laundry service potentially coming in, but why the plane hanger? I mean, maybe it's like near enough to the load unload zone for like trucks or something that it doesn't look weird again in the middle of the night when people aren't paying too much attention but i don't know we're not really given any more clarity to this yeah i'm sorry this is apparently the hill i'm dying on today <laughs> well i mean in the grand scheme this is not the worst scheme we've seen by any stretch of the imagination but but it is still kind of head scratching yeah so Slingshot attempts to contact Silverbolt, but his radio transmitter has already been disassembled so the parts are the parts on the carts are then <laughs> loaded into laundry trucks and driven to the, the bazaar from earlier. Where they're then removed from the carts and the people are building and modifying cars out of them. I, why? Plane parts don't work for cars. In this universe they do. I mean, I guess it's like, okay, we're gonna build a gun out of some paper clips and duct tape and spit and hopes and dreams. And like, I mean, it's Transformers. They can do that shit. Uh, that is true. Uh, so some of the men working point out that Slingshot Air Raid's parts are too complex, and the leader tells them to just load them back into the trucks as is. Hassan attempts to butt in and offers to help, but Ali tosses him aside and into another dang pile of tires. Also, this kid is animated, like, super well in various scenes here compared to the rest of the episode and even other people in this episode, and I have no idea why. Someone put a lot of love into this character. Evidently. So, the plane park cars totally look like something out of Wacky Racers, by the way. It's amazing. Or Mad Max. <laughs> or Mad Max. Like, one of them, I think, has an umbrella sticking out at the top. <laughs> I think that's why it reminded me of Wacky Racers. Like, you don't see it clearly, but I'm pretty sure there's an umbrella. So all the cars are then driven out of the bazaar, led by the suspicious jeep from earlier, who, surprise, surprise, is Swingle. Ah, uh, that color scheme. Thought we couldn't guess who it was, oh, right, kids? No, too. It was a mystery. Uh-huh. Hassan takes off on the caravan of cars on the motorcycle we saw him fixing up earlier. And I need to remind everyone that this kid is not wearing pants. <laughs> it definitely looks like he should be chafing. Yes. He manages to catch up to one of the trucks and open the back of one of them, and then just some stunt driving to get into the back, him and motorcycle and all. Yep. Luckily, there was some laundry in there to... <laughs> to mush... To, to cushion his fall amongst the other plane parts. Yep. Slingshot voices his confusion as Skydive tells him to shut up. Hassan begins digging around to try to find who's hiding in here, but Slingshot and Skydive transform and reveal themselves. And by transform, we mean their torsos and heads just sort of pop out of their cockpits, the like which are the only parts that are like there. Yeah, like they have no arms; <laughs> they're just torsos. It's weird. 
or at least it feels weird. They accuse Hassan of being a plain thief, but uh, he corrects them and says that he is not with the thieves, and they all introduce themselves to each other. There's so much trust here. <laughs> this is actually the point where you find out the kid's name, by the way. Like, it takes this long. Yeah. So Hassan and the Autobots ally up as he wants to get at the leader of the thief group, and they want to figure out, you know, what's going on. Elsewhere, at a palace, Megatron is on a phone call with Ali, who informs him that the latest additions for the Drone Air Force are on their way. Oh yay, drones. More drones. God, we've seen some of those before. <sighs> Megatron informs us that he wants all of the Middle East oil fields for his grand evil scheme for today. We are also informed that the palace therein belonged to a Prince Jamal, who Ali had previously disposed of and then made the palace available to the Decepticons. Oh boy, this isn't going to be uh, useful information at all for us later, will it? <laughs> That's a special surprise for later. <laughs> the cars arrive at the base, where they are then disassembled back into plane parts. Blastoff inspects the cockpits of Slingshot and Skydive, pressing a few buttons on their panels when one of the panels sparks, and he declares them cheap junk and not worth putting back together. Skydive congratulates Slingshot on the ruse, Though they lament that Slingshot had to blow out a panel to do so. We see that the Decepticons have constructed a giant purple griffin sphinx thing that Megatron declares is their fortress. They just love purple. <laughs> well, Megatron does. Mm -hmm. Returning to a now re-put-together skydive in Slingshot, courtesy of Hassan, poor Slingshot is missing part of his chest. He's got his bits hanging out. Hassan drives up in a Rolls Royce and says, No big deal! We'll just use this! Leading to a super blingy slingshot with a big old gold grill over his missing bits. The group then sets to work, Hassan outside radioing slingshot and skydive as he gets in closer to the purple griffin to investigate. Silverbolt and Air Raid arrive after skydive was able to contact Silverbolt. And then Blastoff, Ramjet, and Vortex take control of all of the drone jets to take out the aerial bots. And Megatron heads on into the purple griffin with rumble and tow. <laughs> What? I'm going to leave the room and assume everything is going to be fine! <laughs> What's the problem here? Oh, he's just hoping it into existence. Pretty much. Hassan sneaks in behind them and conveniently finds a console to replace Slingshot's missing one. You know, for his weapons. Skydive then takes to the air to help Silverbolt and Air Raid, and I have to ask, where the fuck is Fireflight? <laughs> So the Aerobots handle the drones without too much trouble, but Onslaught, Swindle, and Brawl also begin firing on the three from the ground. They get a real good hit off on Onslaught, though, who flips over in vehicle mode before transforming into bot mode and basically face-planting into the ground. It's amazing. It is. Megatron orders Frenzy and Rumble to activate the fortress. I don't know why Frenzy, Frenzy and Rumble are the two, like, driving today, and so there's not a sound wave in sight, but I find it funny. Sound waves on a sabbatical today. <laughs> and Megatron has is babysitting. Mm -hmm. So the, the fortress apparently has nasal lasers, at least based off of the placement, because that's like its beak. They pop out of the griffin and target the aerial bots. Slingshot elects not to wait for Hassan and runs over to Onslaught, who's transformed back into vehicle mode, and he basically tackles him and flips him over on his side causing Onslaught to shoot Ramjet instead of the aerial bots. Onslaught is not having a good day. Yep, Swindle and Brawl drag Slingshot off and toss him away. 
you know, I'm still on the ground, but away. But Onslaught manages to miss Slingshot again as the flyboy runs off. Slingshot realizes he needs to stop the five Combaticons from combining into Bruticus and proceeds to do this by any means possible. He's shot out of the sky by Blastoff. An achievement, really, considering the animation was nowhere near him. <laughs> While falling, he transforms and lands on top of Blastoff's vehicle mode, clinging to it. Ramjet and Skydive fire on each other, and Ramjet crashes to the ground, so I guess he was fine from the earlier getting shot by Onslaught? Mm-hmm. Hassan is not able to get out of the fortress before it takes off, like the door closes immediately before he gets to it, and he's like, okay. Slingshot falls off blast off and lands in the griffin's mane, which it has. Yep. Guess what they are? Guess what the mane is? It's tentacles! <laughs> and it really looks like it's about to get very X-rated. I have no words. I have no words for you for why a flying purple griffin fortress has tentacles other than just motioning at Megatron and leaving it at that, I guess. Head tentacles. Hair tentacles, even. <laughs> All the tentacles. The Combaticons form Bruticus, but Hassan is able to climb out of the griffin's eyeball and uh, climb over to Slingshot and replace his weapons console. <laughs> Meaning Slingshot is now able to use his gun and shoots his way out of the griffin. Yep. No more griffin tentacles holding him down. He then shoots a grappling line into Bruticus's leg. Like, he's flying. He's a plane at this point. Dragging it around Bruticus's legs and tripping him. It's goofy as hell. It is. Fireflight finally shows up with no explanation as to where he's been this entire time. I guess he took some inspiration from Air Raid's quip and took an actual vacation. Or maybe he just got distracted by, um... Shiny things. <laughs> yeah. The aerial bots form Superion, and it is combiner versus combiner. There's a lot of angry grunting happening here. Bruticus is knocked down by Superion, and then he is in turn knocked down by the purple griffin. And then Superion uh, kicks the purple griffin while he's going down, knocking it out of the air and into an oil field, smashing what looks like an oil well. This causes oil to rain down on basically the griffin and the Decepticons and just the nearby vicinity. Allie whines about Megatron promising him world domination and not delivering. Megatron tells him off before promptly slipping in the oil and falling on his back. The Combiners continue to fight, but the Aerobots split apart as Bruticus is going in for a body slam. Naturally, he has too much momentum to stop and lands flat on his back right in front of Megatron, and at this point, I can't help but feel I am watching a slapstick routine with robots with how many of them are falling over, face planting, etc. today. How many are just being toted along and dragged against trees in an effort to knock them off? I mean, honestly, that feels like a Buster Keaton thing. The aerials recombine and light the oil on fire. <sighs> the resulting explosion sends the Decepticons blasting off again. And the episode ends with Hassan revealing that he was Prince Jamal this entire time. Slingshot asks if he wants the Rolls Royce grill back, as it had previously been mentioned to, that the car had belonged to Prince Jamal. But Jamal jokes that his hobby is rebuilding junkers, much to Slingshot's uh, consternation. Yeah. <laughs> 
And uh, all while this scene is happening, the grill is magically disappearing and reappearing while Slingshot is talking. Uh, now you see it, now you don't. <laughs> so that's the end of the episode. And uh, join us next time for episode 65, Bot. Ending the season on the last and definitely least episode, featuring Swindle being Swindle and some very annoying kids. And strangely enough, gem cameos? Kind of. Sadly, I never actually get the gem crossover, gem transformers crossover I very much want. And I believe Specs has a fanfic recommendation. After which, Owls also has one. So my fanfic recommendation is Monument to Creativity by Shimegami. It's G1 cartoon based, rated K, it's gen pairings. The characters are Megatron, Starscream, Soundwave, and the Aerial Bots. It's a G1 one-shot, and it's the life and times of the giant purple griffin, because sometimes you have to really wonder if Megatron is just bored some days. <laughs> and that's the summary. And the giant purple griffin is our theme here for this one. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> yeah. And it's a one-shot, so over to else. So uh, this is one of my wildcard picks for today. It is called Split Paths. It is actually quite short. It is by Ghost Host. Uh, the continuity is IDW. It isn't actually rated, if I remember properly, but I'd say it's like T. Mm -hmm. And it is Slash. Uh, our pairings are Drift Ratchet. Our characters are Drift Ratchet, Megatron, and Optimus Prime. Starscream pops up for like three seconds, too. I feel I should mention right at the end being a snarky little bastard. Um, in the best way possible, but you know. In summary, if things had gone a bit differently, if Megatron had listened a little more and Optimus had listened a little less, Ratchet would have joined the Decepticons. Deadlock's pretty thankful for it. It is a one-shot, and it's fun. You should go read it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that just about wraps it up for us today. Remember to check us out on Tumblr or Pillowport as AfterSpark-Podcast for any additional information, show notes, or links we may have mentioned. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at AfterSparkPod, all one word, and various other locations by searching for AfterSpark Podcasts, such as AO3, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube, just to name a few. And feel free to send us questions on Tumblr, YouTube, or AO3. Till next time, I'm Spex. And I'm Owls. Toodles. No, I cannot participate in the fighting. This is just objectively not as good.